Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode and I have the lovely Julie Crockett with me um, who is going to talk to us about real estate. She's a, a buyer's agent among other things, um, who's had quite, a, quite an extraordinary journey and does some things in a different way, which is really nice because with real estate there's, you sort of hear the same message over and over again and in conversations I've had with Julie it's not the same stories. So we're all about challenging stories, challenging our belief systems, Uh, and that's part of what we'll talk about today so welcome Julie oh thank you so much Alpha for inviting me to come along today oh it's it's a pleasure I've I've been looking forward to this because I'm interested in in um, in the content that you have too so how about can you give our listeners a little bit of your story uh, how you started in um in the world and and the journey that you've taken to get to where you are today and maybe some you know pearls of wisdom that you've learned along the way (laughs) oh i could be going for an hour and a half at this pace um (laughs) uh fantastic no i started growing up uh in the western suburbs of sydney and um just a very normal working class family i have of uh three children i have uh, a sister and a brother and we, uh, yeah, we didn't have a lavish lifestyle, that's for sure. But we had what I would deem as enough. And growing up, we certainly um, were told that if things were a little bit too expensive or, you know, mum and dad couldn't afford it, well, we, we can't afford that, you know. And so, therefore, uh, we grew up in a, in a loving home. But, yeah, we had, I guess, enough. And that's how I felt moving through um, my certainly my younger years and teenage years Um, and then um, as a lot of people do you know you meet the love of your life and you get married and um, I was at the time working as a teacher in the New South Wales um, Department of School Education they called it back then and uh, yeah I got married and we bought, uh, scraped up our savings and actually um, borrowed the deposit back in the day. Um, it was the year of uh, 1979, probably giving away my age a bit, when we did that, borrowed the deposit, then got the loan and bought a house and, um, yeah, had a couple of kids and basically, yeah, basically just um, then went uh, traveled through life and then ended up 15 years later parting ways as a lot of people do as well and I dare say there's a lot of people listening to this podcast who can certainly identify with you know the journey that lots of women go on and and that is to you know uh, have a full rich life of all that that means of working relationship marriage children marriage breakdown and then what happens and and I guess um, around about uh, age 40 I found myself um, divorced with two young children and it was a bit of a wake-up call because 
sometimes it's not until life's events smack us in the face that we really sort of think about, ooh, what's going to happen in my future? Yeah. How do I then, how do I navigate the, these steps, which are quite unknown? No one else in my family had been divorced. And I got to a point um, not too many years later where I had to make a decision about what I would do um, in terms of preparing myself financially for the future whilst raising two young children. <laughs> it was no mean feat. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's, um, yeah, it's interesting how we, because you tend to hear stories where you know, people have gone through adversity and it's, they've, they've had to, to rise above it and all these things that have happened. But to be honest, for, for most of us, we just kind of go through life. There's nothing wrong necessarily. There's no huge trauma. There's probably elements along the way that we have to deal with. And then we hit something that kind of we either reach a, a like a threshold or something happens that pushes us in a direction <laughs> where we've got to make some decisions. And um, and so what did you what did you do next? Because we're from there to now, it's not that long in terms of time, but you've managed to, to turn it around. <laughs> and I've do packed some a lot in. Yeah, I've packed a lot in there, Alpha. Let yeah, me tell you. Yeah. Uh, so I came. I, yeah, I came to the decision that I probably needed to do something. I, I had this picture of Julie standing in front of what was then a blackboard and then now they're whiteboards, of course, <laughs> and, you know, this little grey-haired old 80-something-year-old lady and sort of dropped dead on the classroom floor because I, I thought I'd never be able to actually afford to give up my, my day job. Um, yeah. And, yeah, the superannuation statement I received in the mail sort of confirmed that. Um, in my early 40s and then I decided well basically as it's now or never I've got to do yeah. something and I ended up uh, looking at my own parents and what their journey had been and they in their lifetime had bought one investment property and yeah. I thought you know what if mum and dad can do it well surely I can do it you know it can't be that hard and I looked at uh, then investing in property and mm -hmm. bit the bullet in 2002 my eldest daughter had uh, finished she was finishing year 12 in a private school so I knew I didn't have those school fees to cover anymore <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I thought now's my turn I will buy that investment property and um, which I did and a lot of people at the time were saying to me oh Julie you're crazy crazy why are you doing this you've got a mortgage on your own home and now you're going to get another mortgage and buy an investment property and I was very careful in working out my numbers I went to an accountant to double check and I thought no I, I, I really want to do this for my future and um, launched into my first property and uh, let me tell you uh, the feeling was absolute fear and trepidation in the first instance yeah. of what I'd undertaken and then I thought no I'm just going to sort of sit with this and see how it all transpires mm -hmm. and in the worst case scenario if I absolutely have to I'll just sell the property it'll work out fine it'll be absolutely fine yeah and as it turned out, you know, after a couple of years of holding this property and seeing how it did increase slowly, it was in a really nice suburb of Newcastle back in 2002, mm -hmm. um, brand new home and really 
it was a good buy at the time and basically yeah I um, then got really addicted to buying property and I was buying one a year every year for many years <laughs> and uh, yeah I, I think the thing that really turned my investing around was that I had a really good friend who was a teacher and she had well probably when I started she already had like six or eight properties and we would research in uh, areas where we wanted to buy and then in school holiday time we'd jump on a plane and we'd fly to wherever and we'd combine a bit of a holiday with this whole let's check out properties and see which ones we want to buy yeah and we had a great we had a great time but basically yeah I then built this portfolio of properties and could really see the value in other people paying down my debt for me um, while my capital growth in those properties was increasing. And I knew that this was the way forward for me, basically. Mm. Yeah, so the part of that journey is, is, is relatively common where people go, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll go invest in property. And then the from there, it kind of becomes a bit trial and error. Um, so it sounds like you, you, made sure that you were informed so you did did some research how did you learn what to research and how to do it and then also part two I suppose of that question because so many um we hear a lot about negative gearing do you focus on negative gearing or are you looking for positive cash flow from the get-go yeah so um, I suppose linked to the research part yeah absolutely so the research um back in 2002 let me tell you was pretty tricky because you know we, we sort of we did the best that we could now research is just so incredibly so much that we can draw upon which is really good yeah. um, but again it's the same thing you have to know what you're looking for um, and what we did uh, we would combine forces so my really good friend was very very good with numbers so we always ran numbers and if it didn't make sense numbers wise we didn't buy it um, we both bought independently of each other. So we would look at things that were of interest to us and then, yeah, basically we would um, run the numbers, look at the research, look at who's moving into the area, look at all, all the dynamics that were happening um, and then we would buy accordingly. And, of course, we were buying with, you know, things that were 100-odd um, or 200-odd thousand back in those days. So... You know, um, some of them um, I know my good friend still holds. The one of the ones she bought for one hundred and fifty thousand in um, I think it's Sippy Downs in um, Queensland in Brisbane. Oh no, um, it's more Sunshine Coast. Um, she um, that property now is she's had it for thirty years. That's now worth over seven hundred thousand dollars. So you kind of <laughs> and she's got. At to date she's got 16 of them so you know there's a lot of wealth that you can build up over a period of time you do have to be very determined though to stay the course and know that you know it's it is a long-term investment for those who see the best result it is a long-term investment as far as gearing is concerned um, I really 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 like positive cash flow um, I think that negative gearing is is tricky um, because again it's very reliant upon you having very good income 
to cover that shortfall of um, loan repayments each month. And um, okay, yes, you get it back at the end of the tax year. Um, you know, you get a refund um, and depending on your tax bracket and depending, of course, on um, you know, what, um, uh, what type of property it is and how much um, depreciation and so on you can get on it. But certainly I, I really focus on positive cash flow and I like the lower price point property. So, you know, at the moment, and I'll flick my buyer's agent hat on now. So from uh, going from full-time um, teaching of students with special needs and people chuckle at that, um, <laughs> and I can see the funny side. I now deal with people who want to buy investment properties. So I deal with um, investors and basically we look at lower price point properties in capital cities around the country where we can get some decent yields still. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, we're looking at areas that have not yet done what the eastern coast states have done. So Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne have really gone like rockets over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking more at um, those markets in Adelaide and Perth because they're yet to see those um, huge growth spikes. So we're really, um, yeah, and, and how I fell into that, of course, I basically turned my passion for property into um, a business and I was helping other people anyway people were saying oh what are you doing and how are you doing that and please can you help me and of course they were I just can. telling you were crazy to saying how can I do it too <laughs> exactly so um so then yeah I, I basically transitioned um from teaching into business um back in 2010 mm -hmm. so the business has been going for for um 10 years and and I've helped loads of people lots and lots of women which um is very gratifying because I know I was there and I know how it feels to be stuck and it's a horrible feeling. There are options. There are always options. Uh, it could be property. It could be something else. But please, if you're feeling stuck, get unstuck. Start start talking to people about what they do and connect with others. If you see something that you like, that you think you might like to do investment wise or money wise just to improve your position and to because you know the amazing thing alpha that's happened which i did not in any way um see coming was that um by my actions my kids now see how they are able to invest and my eldest daughter has three investment properties okay she's had some help not um, necessarily financially but skill wise she's got a mum who can steer her in the right direction but that has been a wonderful I guess um, uh, end result for me because I think well yes I'm helping other people which is a wonderful feeling to have as a business owner there's great satisfaction in seeing those positive outcomes that people have but when you look at your own family and you know that now they actually know how to, whatever happens in their lives, they can look after themselves financially and set themselves up. So much so that my eldest daughter, um, oh, I won't go into too much detail, but yeah, she, she's the owner of all the properties and her partner owns none. And she said, no, 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 if I pay for it, it's in my name. Yeah. <laughs> Which is well, very cool. Yeah, and having that, that kind of financial in, independence, financial knowledge, 
um, get up and go at that age is tremendous because mm. fear can paralyze, like you said, and you can feel stuck. And that and you can feel like that feeling will never go away and that you can't move. The thing is, though, you don't have to launch from where you are stuck to 16 properties. Correct. <laughs> you, do it, you do it one by um, one. Yep. And having, having the knowledge um, is key. So your daughter is benefiting from your knowledge and now you impart your knowledge to others as well through the programs, which we'll, we'll come to in a moment. But it's it's very important to, and this is where curiosity, we were talking about this before we hit record, asking questions. Um, can Just even saying, oh, I don't know what to do. I want to do something with, you know, I want to, I want to invest or I want to do something. What, what what does anybody do that what what do you do if you do that i want to know you know just just get curious and soak up knowledge and don't be afraid to ask the question um because you'll be amazed at the responses that you can get yeah. so it's it's uh it's made what, one of the things i wanted to ask though as well because when you talked about so you obviously don't live in adelaide or perth um <laughs> so so when you you look for properties, obviously before you said you jumped on a plane. So you physically go and see. Have you seen every property that you've bought before you've bought it? Great question. So um, back in the day, that's the only way that you could really go and look at property and assess it and what have you with your own mm-hmm. eyes, um, which is always a good idea if possible. However, um, you know if a great um, property that happens to be in another state. Um, is a, a really viable proposition and fits your your strategy, and, and I'll talk about strategy in a minute, then, yeah, there's ways to do that. And how, how we manage that process, in fact, I've had um, two properties um, that I've purchased for clients um, in the last week, and mm-hmm. those have both been in Adelaide. And I have an amazing team in Adelaide that I've set up. So I've got... Um, a fabulous conveyancer, an amazing property manager, and the property manager goes and inspects the properties that we select um, for buyers, and um, he will go through and make sure that, A, the photos on the internet that the agents put up are actually current photos. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had the situation where I saw this beautiful property in Queensland for a client and I thought that is perfect that is absolutely perfect and um, my property manager in Queensland went through it and he called me from the property and he just said oh Julie um, no it's just not presenting and I, I went back to the agent and I said when did you take those photos and she said oh I forgot to mention they're five years old mm. Yeah, so it's always very important to have independent eyes on the property. They do a condition report, they give a rent appraisal, they, you know, they do some amazing things for me to make sure that it's, and if anything needs to be fixed, um, they have tradespeople that they can call upon to make sure that the property, we've got a plumbing issue in one of these properties, which will get completely fixed before settlement. And then, you know, it's all ready for tenants to move in. So the processes are such that, you know, we've, we've got um, good systems and processes in place for, for our clients to, to manage everything. Um, yeah. and, and, but not, nothing's changed because still the numbers have to stack up. If the numbers don't stack up on the properties, 
it's a no deal from us. <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. Your numbers, you, you need to know them, and it's 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 unavoidable. It's one of those things where you know, put your head in the sand, and the sand will engulf you. So yeah, yeah. You, you do need to know what they are. It's as important as knowing, you know, uh, how old the kitchen and the bathroom are, and how you know it's 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 vital to understand that, you know, if how much is the property going to cost me every month to hold. And yeah. at the moment, it's a bit of shifting sand because we've got um, rising interest rates. But we can still, you know, um, make very good estimates on worst case scenarios with interest rates and know what the likelihood will be of the costs involved. So that's where we go. Yeah. So that was going to be one of my other questions too, because interest rates are rising and perhaps they'll continue to rise. And it's, it, there's so much that's unknown at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you build that into so the, the numbers that you help clients run does that include um because obviously banks will do their assessments and whether or not they do it in a way that's actually appropriate is so do you do you do the numbers with your or for your clients and regardless of what the banks do or do you communicate with the banks how does how does that kind of all work yeah well the the bank will um unless you're paying cash for property which not (laughs) many people are i've had two this year paid full cash for oh wow but um, for investments, we don't do that. We, we leverage our money. Yep. And so yep. um, when you go for a loan, a bank will do a valuation and they um, they do valuations according to their own criteria, which is really interesting. So a bank valuation will never be the same as what a market valuation is. What, what you would pay for it in the open market is usually more than what a bank will value a property at. And they do that because obviously they can and obviously they want to protect their bottom line and in yeah. the event that there's any any uh, movement in um, property values, they want to make sure that they're covered. Um, and how we run it, and I've got a, um, a free cash flow calculator on my um, website, which is apisolutions.com.au. Um, and that one, um, I've also got it on juliecrockett.com.au. <laughs> um, we'll put those links in the show notes. So if you're driving, yeah. you don't have to stop and yes. find it. Yes, please. Um, we don't want any accidents over cash flow no. calculators. No. All, all good. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Yeah. So, um, but what that cash flow calculator does, it will calculate um, which state you're going to buy in. And so it will calculate the stamp duty. Um, mm-hmm. It will cal- also calculate. Um, the um, council rates, the water rates, the um, property management costs. It will also provide you, uh, oh, and if you're buying strata, it will take those in. Um, it, you put in basically your um, purchase price and the rent, and then it, it gives you this nifty little number at the bottom, which calculates all of the all of the fields that you propagate and all of the the information you put in there and it will give you either a positive cash flow outcome or a negative um, cash flow outcome so you know straight up you can put your numbers in and then you'll go within about a minute and a half you know exactly where you stand numbers wise with the property that you are thinking to purchase Um, so yeah that's that's a really handy little um, thing for people to access if they choose to Oh, that's awesome because, yeah, knowing, knowing your numbers before you get – because that's the other thing too, emotions get involved. We're trying to keep this objective 
just focus on the numbers, try not to get too attached, especially when it's an investment. Um, when it's your own home, it's harder to do that, but we're talking strictly investment property. So because um, it's difficult to try and find investment properties in perhaps your own city, like I'm in Brisbane, um, and yes, property prices have gone nuts. Uh, if something, and even if something's in your own city and you don't want to manage it yourself, how's the property management side of things? Like how, how have you found that's worked? What hasn't worked? And what should people look out for? Yeah, great question. Um, I was just saying today to someone, a property, a good property manager will make your investment. A bad property manager will break it. Um, and so I make sure over 20 years of investing, I've seen the good, the bad and the very ugly of property investment. I've experienced the full spectrum um, from absolute yeehaw moments to absolute breakdown in tears. Um, so I can testify with absolute honesty that you really need to find a very good property manager. It's not to put you off investing. I, um, I have a set criteria of things that I look for in a property manager. And mm -hmm. criteria number one is, and this may sound harsh, but it's proven to be true time and time again, look for a property manager who is just doing property management and that is their core business mm -hmm. because they have you the customer in their sites 100 percent of the time and their customer service generally speaking is yeah. second to none you you pay them to do that service whereas if you go to um, a local agent such as you know, when LJ Hooker or Century 21, property management is not their core business. Their core business is selling properties and their principle of that business is going to be driving their sales team to the max to make mm. sure that they are um, really getting sales through the door. The property management is generally seen as the sidekick. Yeah. And... A lot of the people who run the property management teams in those um, particular businesses are basically, a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them are, are very young. Some mm. of them are quite inexperienced mm. and a lot of them are not trained. They're not further trained, ongoing training to help them in their situation. So what we see is a lot of churn and burn. There's a lot of, at the moment, right through property management world, there's quite a lot of churn and burn and um, it's it's not a happy place for a lot of property managers. So, yeah, my focus is fully on engaging property managers who um, are just property managers and that's their business, yeah. No, that's um, and and you you have some around the country that you you recommend or refer people to um as well, which is which is great. Mm -hmm. So yeah. to to you as well, how how has starting your own business and investing in property? How has that changed your world and that future that you originally envisaged of you know the the grey haired teacher dropping dead in a classroom? Yeah. So it's quite a dramatic picture, really. But how has your life changed or your vision for your future changed as a result? Yeah, well, that, that little old lady, um, she's pretty good now because she actually... <laughs> she Sipping my size in Bora Bora. Yeah, she figured out a way that, that you know, she didn't have to go down that, that poverty path, I guess. And yeah. I think um, 
it's it, it life still is challenging no matter what we choose to do in it we can choose to i guess become um stuck and and not move forward and and think that we can't move forward and the outcome we know for that will be not a very good outcome we already know that to be true others will will take take life you know by the horns and they will move it and shake it and go for it and I guess that's that's probably how I'd classify myself I just wasn't going to take no for an answer and accept that I would be poor that I would just keep moving forward so the outcome you know has been one that I certainly would never have anticipated even even you know 10 15 years ago I wouldn't have anticipated you know where I've landed but it's been such a good journey and I think moving forward um the biggest you know when I finally do hang up my hat and not do buyers agency anymore and I can't envisage time when that will be but I guess there will be at some point in time uh you know a, a retirement plan mm-hmm. um I will look back on this and the greatest satisfaction I'll have is that I've helped so many other people especially women to yeah. make a difference yes because you can you can yes. and I think education the education piece to that is if you don't know how to do it let's start learning let's get Mm -hmm. in there and see how it works it may seem quite scary because we don't understand it but once we do understand it and we replicate that model you know the sky's the limit and you know I, i i guess you've heard it said by lots of people if i can do it anyone can do it I think we can do it very well together and I think that moving forward having the education piece and linking with women who are doing likewise and I've just got a brand new tagline and I love it it's called making everyday women into extraordinary property investors because that's that's the potential that all of us have moving forward Hmm. yeah no that's brilliant and what you said earlier on about you made the decision so rather than deciding to stay stuck you decided to unstick yourself and you didn't know what the end game was going to be yet you had a you had an idea of what you didn't want and then as you got closer towards it you started to have more of an idea of what you did want so we don't have to have all the answers straight away just have to have that curiosity and that desire um, and make the decision so how do you how do people learn work with you what's what um, how can how can people find out about more of what what you do yeah, great. The fir- the very first thing, as I said, is education. I've got, um, I do run courses. I'm a course creator and I'm a podcast host. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, and, um, and a buyer's agent for investors. So I do a few different things. But interestingly, um, that whole, uh, I guess, years of oh, decades, I don't want to tell you how many decades of teaching <laughs> experience has really come to bear with the, the courses because, I found that again it's my happy place and when I'm working with you know people to help them to understand how to invest uh, it just lights me up so yes I run courses um, and they can be found on juliecrockett.com.au with two t's and uh, basically it's there's a a, an introduction course which is a um, it's called the uh, property investor strategy course and that's just a short course 
And then the full course, which is I open um, twice a year, is called the Millionaire Property Investor Program. And that's a full-blown program where we look at every single thing. Basically, I've poured everything that I do as a buyer's agent into my course. So you learn what I do on a daily basis so yeah. that you can have the confidence to go and do it yourself. But once I've uh, once you've joined, if you join even the short course, um, you're then invited into membership because I really want people to start that. We, we want that community of people just mm. moving together and learning together and understanding how to invest in a really conservative but um, wise way. Yeah, and when the when those moments of self doubt arise, or people are being told they're crazy, just like you were, they can lean on the on the community and go, "Oh no, I'm not crazy. I I know what I'm. You know, I'm learning to know what I'm doing, and I will get there. I know I will when I have the support to do it. So that's that's fantastic. Um, so we'll put all the all the, the the details in the show notes. And so when when does your when do, when you said twice a year? When when do doors open next for your your program? Yeah, they'll be open um, very early next year in 2023. Um, mm -hmm. But if people want to um, now, they can purchase the course, the short course, mm -hmm. um, and then they'll be basically, you know, provided with information and when the, the full course opens. But most importantly, they'll be um, offered the membership so they can start to learn and to be part of that community. So that would be, yeah, it would be so good to see many women in there and just yeah shedding all of that doubt and shedding all of the the things that they were told in the past about money and and so on you know it's um yeah i've proven it to be otherwise as many people have yeah, yeah and enough's enough those stories have been around for too long we need new stories let's yeah. let's wipe the slate clean and write the stories we want <laughs> not the ones that have been imposed upon us yeah. it's very empowering it's a bit like childbirth <laughs> after, you've had a, after you've had a child you can take on the world but after you've mm -hmm. learned how to invest in property it's the same thing it's the same feeling it's like yeah i know how to do this and it, this is for my future yes mm. that's it oh wonderful thank you so much julie i really appreciate all that wisdom that you shared um and yeah i look forward to to continuing to follow your journey and other women joining you Thank you, Alpha. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Everyone is listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.